And of course they were like, well, you know, it's based on that karate and East Asian gods and stuff. And it's violent and it's making the kids all violent and stuff. And that was honestly kind of true. Hello and welcome to another dead pixel, a podcast about video games, entertainment, anime, life, a little bit of everything between with me today is Nick, the man who after St. Patrick's day goes to McDonald's and then asks for a shamrock shake at discounted prices. Nick, how are you doing today? Oh, my shillelagh doing top of the morning to you. <laughs> oh, I'm man, doing pretty good. Very offended right now. <laughs> I play D and D, motherfucker. I practice. Uh, I practice my Irish accent all the time. Uh, at least you didn't go with the Boondock Saints, I suppose. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what would I say? In I, like, what's I don't know. Like, what do they say in Boondock Saints? Uh, everyone just goes off to with the with the prayer they they always end up saying uh, out loud. You know, the I don't one know. everyone gets tattooed uh, on their ribs or something. Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah, that might be a little too much. I don't keep that. I don't keep the Boondock Saints at the top of my mind. But uh, man, Willem Dafoe in the movie is really good. <laughs> Sim- <laughs> symbolism. <laughs> yeah, what's the symbology? The symbolism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a firefight. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of his greatest quotes. Uh, and you just like the moment where he comes in dressing in drag. I know, but dude, it's the best. So <laughs> I mean. Takes confidence to pull that scene off. Uh, <laughs> man, there's some stuff that does not does not age well in that movie, but man, it's some there is some funny Willem Dafoe stuff in that movie. Gosh, I should watch that again. Um, yeah, the best the best ending to a cat's life in any movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just a <laughs> look at you, man. Uh, it just explodes. <laughs> yeah uh no 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 harm to real animals you know but it was funny when the scene was unexpected that's not for funny, those who haven't seen so the movie funny. boondock saints um just... maybe watch it uh i'm not sure how well it ate it was a thing of a, it was a product of its Wait, time did you say you haven't seen it or you have no for those who haven't oh for those um, who haven't it's, okay. it's a questionable thing whether or not it'll hold up because when you I watched mean... it when it first came out it was it was great but you know, it was wild. It was great when it came out, but yeah, there's definitely some things I can think of that maybe don't age super well now, but yeah, I think it's, if you're a grown ass adult, I think it's, I think you can watch it and be okay. I had a coworker show his like 80 year old grandma, uh, was it Pulp Fiction for the first time a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Pulp Fiction to this old Polish grandma. It was uh, hilarious because he, he's just like telling me her reactions to things. It's like she just knew it was going to, I warned her it was going to be violent, but she, she didn't realize what kind of violence. And she's like, hey, why is he doing that? There is, yeah, the, where that movie takes a turn. I mean, that movie takes a lot of turns, but there's movie, there's a part in that movie that just takes a completely unexpected turn. And, and I was I was trying to I was trying, I was like why why would you have shown her Zed and I'm like why and he's just like she just, she was okay with it <laughs> I mean she should have seen it back in the 90s when she was only like in her mid 60s uh, or or so so 
it's on probably her. would have not been open minded as she is now, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like I was so I was amazed. And it's like I'm like, good on you and good on your for your grandma just, for like both being able to enjoy stuff like that together. I'm like, that's awesome. She's probably uh, like I'm kind of jealous. I better not make my caretaker mad. So I'm just gonna pretend to like this movie. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, just, I had you know it's a, to be able to have grandparents like uh, that old, you know that's it's actually pretty neat. My, both, all my family has been gone since for a while, so I was just like, yeah, you know, to actually be able to hang out with them and stuff like that, and to actually click, I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. Old people do so, mellow out pretty hard, so they're like, yeah, like they've kind of seen a lot. That I mean, we 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 think of them in in one way, but really, they were young at one point too, and they probably curse like sailors and stuff at that, at that time. So it's really not, they're not that, you know, new to the world. Yeah. So anyways, speaking about new to the world, uh, how was your last couple of weeks? Good. Pretty good. Um, you sound very upset. They've been okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything big to report. As far as that stuff, I've had plenty of time to play games, though. I've been uh, playing more games than watching anime. I've been watching some shows, too, though. Um, well, I guess I should talk about uh, Last of Us at the end of this thing, but uh, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, get, get your impressions on that one, for sure. I mean, I haven't yet to watch any of it, but now that the whole uh, first season's done, uh, I've heard some you know, some of the big plot points or whatever, like how it differs, and I'm like, all right, that's that's neat. Um, didn't know if you got a chance to watch that SNL, uh, skit for the Mario movie that they they joked about. I did. That That was hilarious. That was pretty brilliantly done. And yeah, Pedro Uh, Pascal is just a, he's just a great leading man. The guy's just a good actor, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Let's jump in right in the news then. What do you got for us? Oh, Justin Roiland has been exonerated, I suppose. Um, the charges were dropped. Uh, so Justin Roiland, I guess we should say, a few months ago, um, start over again. Justin Roiland is the co-creator and one of the, and like does like most of the voices for Rick and Morty, the TV show. And uh, he also started uh squatch games and they made high on life which was a pretty big uh hit as far as reviews go i don't know how well it sold but uh it was was a pretty big hit as far as reviews and stuff so um right about the time that that was coming out um these uh charges against him came up um about i forget exactly what it was but basically like kidnapping uh imprisonment um, and then a bunch of texts came out about him um, uh, alleging that he was kind of into minors in a, in a bad way. So uh, just recently, just I think today, actually, um, the those charges were dropped, uh, apparently due to a lack of evidence. Um, the article that I saw on... Kotaku also said, um, let's see, show. Oh, there's a little bit more to it, but basically, um, uh, 
they kind of it's it's it sounded like they kind of ran into some trouble on the prosecution side and they didn't have enough to continue going um so they decided to to drop it um so he came out with a with a big tweet uh today saying i've always known these claims were false he says a bunch of other stuff and says um you know people should basically be ashamed of themselves for trying to cancel him um yeah so um that's kind of the long and short of it uh he was uh he's kind of um been exonerated or he's not guilty of what they uh they thought he was guilty of um a lot of people still don't like him a lot of people still think that he uh did do some of those things and they just don't have any evidence for it um but as far as the legal system is concerned um he's done nothing wrong yeah uh it then becomes a big mess for things like rick and morty because uh, adult swim dropped them dropped him and you know like so you know it's are they going to let him back into the fold uh, if not, will they? Will he try to pursue, like you know, uh, you know, would he sue them for for the rights or anything like that? Because you know, yeah, it's it'll be it's going to be a big mess for sure. So I mean, like in my opinion, like if if I were them, knowing what I know, I would probably try to bring him back because he was so many of the voices and. Some of the articles that I was reading, I mean, you never know the bias there, but some of the articles that I was reading said that like he basically was the show. He well, it's like you, it's like any of the animated shows. You know, you you take out McFarlane from Family Guy or something like that. You know, or a couple of key people from Simpsons, and you've killed like half the cast. Um, so for sure, that and you know he was you know creative behind it and everything like that for Rick and Morty and. Um, and it was how do I say this? People have been you know guilty of worse, and still continue to do entertainment, <laughs> like on a regular basis, whether it be movies, music, whatever. Like full on guilty, uh, you know, without a questionable doubt, and that they they still have functioning careers. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah, I mean. Um... You know, chaining a woman to a bathroom, imprisoning a woman in a bathroom. Um, I don't know if he would have been able to get over that if that if that was proved true. Uh-huh. Um, but you never know. I mean, people do kind of do do some pretty wild stuff, and after enough time, they are forgiven. I, I don't know. I don't know how many good ideas uh, Justin Roiland actually has in him. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a toss up. Um, you know, he may not want to come back. He might be like. You know, I've got some good ideas. I, I can start over. I can get money for my ideas because of who I am on my own, and uh, and then I won't I won't have to share any of this with anyone. Um, anything new that I make, um, and have complete control over it. It'll be a, it would that would be a hard road for him. But if but if he had knows he has some good ideas, then that would probably be the way he'd want to go. Still, I think the best thing for everybody to do is um, is to let bygones be guy bygones, welcome him back into the fold. Because the other thing too is like he, 
is going to be watched like a hawk. You know, anything, anything that he does, that's the least bit weird. People are going to be recording it, you know, at least for the next probably three years and for sure the next, and for sure the next 12 months, you know, it's going to be like, okay, but you know, he's not going to do like anything wrong. He's not going to jaywalk. Um, if, if, uh, you know, at all. Um, so he's going to be on his best behavior. So to me, now would be the time to, to bring him back in. I, uh, cannot hear you. You would think that, but there's a lot of celebrities that uh, have proven otherwise. You know, where it mean, comes yeah. to, oh you know, yeah, they're not going to do anything wrong, or like politicians for that matter. And then next thing you know, they're still doing a bunch of stuff that they Anthony Weiner, <laughs> famously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's certainly that's certainly possible. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that whether or not they welcome him back into the fold will be quite telling. Um, if Adult Swim and the, and the people at Rick and Morty, you know, that, that are still there at the companies, um, if they're like, nope, we're moving on, you know, that, I mean, obviously that's, that's not any legal pretense. Or there's, there's no legal evidence with that, but it is kind of like, if, they're that quick to move on and they don't want to welcome him back at all. Sometimes there's business stuff involved, but it might also be like telling that they still think, or they still know that he is, um, not totally innocent in, at least in their eyes. Um, which, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't count for anything really, but other than a little bit of a kind of navel gazing and, and hearsay, so, yeah, I don't know. Only time will tell, I guess, what they're actually going to do. But um, I was kind of surprised to see this kind of come to a close so quickly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you don't have enough evidence or you hit a roadblock like that. But once again, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, it may or may not pop up again in the future. And, you know, there will be other things, like I said, uh, if they don't, um, if he runs into some trouble with trying to get you know hired back on with uh, adults or something like that there's guaranteed to be some sort of legal action going to be happening so yeah. i'm sure you'll uh, you'll end up re reporting back on this within you know the next little bit all right uh Maybe. what else you got for the news oh a bunch of other little small stuff um there's going to be a counter-strike 2 which you've probably heard about by now if you're listening to this um yeah i don't play counter-strike i don't really have any interest in it but it's a pretty big game, apparently, and uh, they're making another one. Yeah, they just, I believe Steam just reported the the largest um, like congruent player base like ever in the last like like month or so. So like they've had more pl players now than they have at, like all time record high. So that's impressive for a game that's that old uh, for the original. So yeah, for them to make be having a successor and you know granted. Uh, I'm not even sure how you do that with something like this because they've kind of just been perfecting the formula. Granted, you make it look better, but whenever you make things look better and you come out with a whole new issue, uh, unless if they're just going to take the exact same everything and would just make it a visual update, then that kind of defeats the purpose of renumbering it. So they have to do something different, right? Uh, yeah, because so I mean, like these kind of games, extent. these kind of games like live, you know, it'd be like making a League of Legends 2 or you know, in Overwatch 2, there's like, well... I say, don't say Dota. 
Yeah, or a Dota. I mean, yeah, like like Dota Two is at least I don't know. It's the original Dota is uh, just a you know a, a mod of of Warcraft Three. So uh, they actually had to basically rebuild the game, from what I understand. So Dota Two is sort of a totally new thing. But these other games, though, they have been being updated for years. Um, so it's like at some point there has to be a rework of the code and a rebuild um, of everything that's going on to match new systems. I, I would think um, to, because there's at some point the, the, the core of the game is just too old and you can't, you know, do the new things that you want to do with it. Um, but yeah, you, you bring up a good point. Like, is this just a visual update? How much of the core gameplay is really being changed? Is it going to be a step backward at first uh, while they get things tuned up? A lot of questions. It always is when it when it comes to a new anything, whether it be a new MMO or a new, um, you know, any of these games, you know, because technically even Overwatch 2 had, even though it's like 1.5 or something, you can argue, they still made a few tweaks here and there. And um, it takes a while. Fans get angry, but fans will never be happy straight up with a, with a long running franchise. And then, you know they'll they'll nerf things, they'll buff things, and then eventually they'll they'll smooth out the wrinkles, and people will be happy eventually again. Uh, so that's just it, you know. But no, it's I haven't played Counter Strike since I forget, like early high school or something like that. Back when you used to jump with the shotgun, because uh, for some reason when you jumped, it wouldn't spread the shotgun, so you can it would just focus on a like a focal point, and so if you jumped and shot the shotgun it would just murder people from a distance. It was great. Uh, but then you have everyone jumping around like, you know, uh, bunny hopping with shotguns. And it was, it was ridiculous. It wasn't really a skill game, but it was goofy as hell. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm very bad at competitive shooters. And so therefore I'm like, yeah. And this is before mics were popular. And I'm like, then when mics became popular, I'm like, yeah, no, not going to listen to some little child, you know, insult me. Well, I don't. I don't have time for that, and I would rather um, play anything else. Yeah, all that so, stuff yeah. was kind of hard to figure out back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, we had to. We had to do the learning the hard way. Yeah, I remember when Sia or when uh, Counter Strike came out. Yeah, when I was in like, I, I remember them talking about it in middle school, and they were like, like uh, my other friends were like, "This game is crazy. This game is amazing." And I was like, "Oh, cool," but but I didn't have a powerful PC or anything like that, so. Uh, I was like, well, I guess uh, not gonna care about that. Um, and uh, here we are, the second one's coming out. <laughs> yeah. All right. And what's the last bit of news you got? Next thing is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a new game coming out, but it's gonna be like God of War. Um, that's what they're saying, at least in some of the articles I'm reading. The story is gonna be based on a graphic novel, apparently beloved graphic novel. Um, called The Last Ronin, um, which is one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles storylines. Um, people like it. I think that a God of War style of game is cool. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, like, I'm sure it, it can be, I'm sure it could be really good. Um, it's just sort of weird that like you have a team of four and you know, you're going to be playing basically one of them at a time. Um, 
I would imagine, because it's going to be a single single player focused game. I guess that way, though, you can get like you're going to play each one, so you're going to get a bit of their story, and you're going to see their different move sets and stuff like that. So, I guess that could be interesting um, if it's if it's graphically really good and uh, has some decent puzzles and some really good, really really good action, uh, really crisp, clean action. Then it might end up being pretty good. But uh, you know, I don't really know too much more about it. I don't know if they've attached a studio to it or developer if that's all known or anything like that but i think it's a little bit early to really to really care about a lot of that stuff um unless it's somebody big but uh yeah i, I i'm not gonna hold, hold my breath for this it might be okay and it might just be kind of meh so we'll see yeah um uh, i mean i don't know it's uh it is a, it's an awkward thing when you're having four different playable characters and then you're trying to level up so uh, I can just see you them limiting you to a single uh, player that happens to have multiple weapons, you know, to pick from, and then changing your style that way, because uh, that makes more sense. But I don't know enough about the um, the last Ronin series uh, for them, so yeah, that's the, that's the most the the simplest way around it, though, right? Because you know, if you're playing as michelangelo and then you're you're leveling them up then if you switch to someone else are they back to level one even if it's a story-based decision you know like okay now you're playing the donatello chapter or something like that or you know it's like well then you have to level them up from scratch and then it just feels like you're just rinsing and repeating um i don't I know mean, there's you know maybe this is a dumb idea that i just had but like what if they did like what if they had the sifu guys do a ninja turtle game like it would obviously have to be like pretty different, but but basically like working in the four characters, start with, you know, Michelangelo or start with whoever you want to. And then like you work through different parts of the level and like different ones are better at different parts. So you've kind of like got to get as far as you can. I mean, that's like something that you could do where you're using all of them in different ways, but you're likely to die with with any one of them. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of resolver with the weapon, uh, you know, the sword play at least, because um, that was slow claps, uh, you know, first game or at least the one I'm aware of. Um, and I mean, Sifu has the right m fighting chops, but I think it's too it's too hard of a bar for the average person to like try well, to play. Well, obviously they would have to make it they would have to make it easier for a ma a mass market audience. You know, well, that's just, why they're making saying. an adventure game like God of War, where you just like smash like hell and uh, you know rip things apart. And that's actually what the big question is: whether or not they would they make it a PG thirteen or like an R eighteen title because or a mature title because that would be, you know, uh, if you're doing, a, you know, the comics are traditionally darker, and so yeah, you're gonna be like, hey, Leonardo's actually cutting people up, you know, and if it's you know not the foot clan being all like robots you know because that's that was the way they got rid of that like in the you know in the cartoon they're like hey, we're gonna make them all robots so it's okay <laughs> they can just stab them and beat them to death because they're not real um you know but then if you watch the movie the first movie they completely just you know casey jones literally crushes shredder in a garbage compactor like and he goes whoops you know like <laughs> yeah like, it's pretty comical <laughs> And stuff like yeah, that. but he but, flat out murders him. Like that is murder. Yeah, but you know the guy had it coming, and uh, it's funny, so it's okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like you're you're probably right. That's I mean that is uh, that's why they're making it because it's it's more marketable. Um, that God of War style. I think they're probably going to stick with a, like a T rating, um, so you feel like you're playing something a little bit more adult, but but not. Um, but they still got to be able to sell to to like little kids with moms who have to buy it for them and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a ways off. I think it's basically just announced. There's not any gameplay or anything like that. So we'll just have to see to wait and see what really comes of it. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, uh, the only other bit of news was the, uh, just, you know, I ended up just talking to you before the show about that new Power Rangers trailer that came out. Ah, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, you were, you did not get to grow up with the Power Rangers like I did. Um, but you did tell me a a great anecdote about, uh, you was, you know, secretly watching the movie and. Yeah. So I was one of those kids that was not allowed to watch Power Rangers, um, pretty soon after it came out. I remember watching like a little bit of it. And then I think, uh, I think my mom started talking to the, the people at church. And of course they were like, well, you know, it's based on that karate and East Asian gods and stuff. And it's violent and it's making the kids all violent and stuff. And that was honestly kind of true. Um, a little bit, at least for me, uh, that last part, but anyway, wasn't allowed to watch it after like, I don't know, four or five episodes. And then, um, and then, uh, like later that year, maybe a few years later, uh, I was at daycare in the summertime and they took us to go see a movie and it was power Rangers. Um, and, uh, I thought it was freaking amazing. (laughs) I mean, this is like probably the first power Rangers. I think they were in a jungle at one point. I don't know why I thought it was the second Power Rangers movie, but, but anyway, it, it was, it was, uh, it was really cool to be able to see it back then. And, um, yeah, so that's my, my Power Rangers story. Yeah. I mean, this came out the right time, the, the original series for me, because early nineties karate and everything, or martial arts was all time high. I mean, you had the late eighties having a bunch of Van Damme and Chuck Norris films and stuff like that. Uh, Steven Seagal wasn't known for being a piece of crap back then, and so he was actually still viable as a quote-unquote martial artist. You had people like Wesley Snipes and stuff, uh, like being in movies and doing martial arts, so it was really fever pitch. And so, yeah, I was doing martial arts at the time. Uh, this came out, and yeah, it was it was a huge hit. Uh, all the kids wanted to play it on the playground. Um, yes, we did. Didn't really yeah. make us more violent, but that's because we were exposed to normal uh levels of violence on a regular basis i suppose well it made me and all uh, me and all my friends violent so <laughs> that's not because you had a repressed rage of everything else you know it not must being have able been. To... <laughs> like it's continues to this day i mean we also what we but before power rangers we had ninja turtles so uh i mean i did watch you know. ninja turtles but and, and that was also that was also said to be problematic because there was like because that was really all about you know you know, uh, the, the, the yin yang was a pretty prominent in that. And, you know, the, the Buddhism was, was, uh, was pretty, pretty high up there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's silly. It's definitely silly to think about now. I, I, I feel sorry for you. And yet I'm sorry for laughing, but I did, Um, I did watch a lot of it. Like that one, for some reason, 
that one for some reason got it, it didn't uh it got on too late um what was kind of really going on there kind of got on too late and um i'd already pretty much seen like a lot of that stuff i, I didn't really watch much of the cartoon but that wasn't because like it wasn't allowed or anything like that it was just i think i don't i don't remember so it was so hard to catch cartoons back then for me um it, like regularly for some reason but i remember really liking i was a little kid but i remember really liking the uh um ninja turtles 3 where they go to japan i thought that was really cool <laughs> i'm sure it looks i'm I, sure it's terrible now i yeah i wonder i wonder how badly that holds up as far as um uh, racial stereotypes uh but it's I all remember... ninjas and samurai yeah, and the and the the most '90s version of all that stuff. Well, they go to um, like they don't go to like modern Japan. They go to like ancient Japan because they go back yeah, in time. It's turtles, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's time travel because everything because that was post Back to the Future one and two. So time travel was cool. Um, uh, I just remember in the beginning of that movie, instead of high five, they do high foot, and then two of them do like they hit do roundhouse kicks, and yeah, we were my buddies and I were able to mimic that because we we did martial arts so much and we just yeah we were able to do really good ones and it's just funny because that was the only thing i remember from that dang movie that literally <laughs> like the only thing that and the, the cover has a lantern on it for some reason because i think that's the time travel device oh yeah um, it's probably terrible but i liked it back then but anyway yeah uh but this power rangers uh movie it's um once and always uh it's going to be coming out looks like uh the first uh it's supposed to be a first episode coming out on the 19th of April and it has the original cast. That's what makes it unique. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. You know, you know, granted, uh, uh, you know, a couple of the cast members have passed away. So I'm curious how, you know, like they make note of at least the yellow ranger having a daughter and she's going to be taking up her mantle. But unfortunately, um, most recently the, uh, Green Ranger Tommy, which I'm forgetting his the actual actor's name, so I'm I apologize about that. But he had passed away, uh, uh, within like the last couple months, uh, or like last year. He, so yeah, and he was very much uh still in the figurehead of like kind of promoting Power Rangers as as a whole. Like you'd see him do the um, couple of the convention circuits, or you'd be seeing him like with interviews and stuff like that. He was pretty openly like cool with you know the Power Rangers, while some everyone else kind of like wrote it off and like won't talk about it yeah uh, and you know he had a cameo in that re uh that reboot they did a handful of years ago uh just him and the pink ranger at the very end you just see them in the as a members of the street being like oh there's the power rangers right there and there's just like a little <laughs> snippet cameo it was pretty funny uh but yeah uh and then yeah i, I love that they the got the original is, cast uh, as best yeah. as best they could um and they're like they're they're there in like all their you know freaking I mean, what is it like 25, 30 years later? They're, they're, they're in their forties at least. Right. So they're, I mean, yeah. Cause they were, I mean, where they, they had to be like 20, 20, 25, somewhere in there, whenever, whenever they were doing it originally, or were they even younger than that? They were in, they were quote unquote in high school. So I know. The actual yeah, I know. But still, if you do, if you just do that simple math, I mean, you know, them being in high school in the early nineties, so 15 you know, to, yeah. About forty, forty-five, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it, but like the show does, you know, it's for a particular 
young audience, you can tell it is in that old school Power Rangers style of like sort of silly, um, you know, action and um, theatrics. I wonder how much of it is for kids because I feel like it's just straight up for people like me just doing this nostalgia like hit. Like that's all. I don't think they're actually like yeah you can kind of like with it being like it's for you and your kids i'm like no dude it's just for me i don't think the kids will be into what you're selling but you uh, liked but it the, when I, you were a kid so your yeah kids but that was also like it. it was also a very different landscape of what you had available to watch that is true um and it I was mean, in 480p back then not you know, and, and your TV, you, you were you were balling if you had a 32 inch, you know, CRT. Like your family, oh, oh man, you got 36 inch. Wow, that's like a 150 pound TV. Um, you have a bigger TV. We had no idea about. It's like a massive TV made no difference, and we didn't understand that at all. <laughs> like, why? Why did we care? It could have been well. It could have been like 10 inches. The same feet, yeah, the but also like it, it was the the pixel density was different. That's a different story as well. But no, it's this. Anyways, it was uh, yeah. Your selection of what you had to watch was was very slim, and Damn. you know. But now there's so many things you're competing for you know your attention. Let alone the uh, the long history of all, any other Power Rangers series uh, since, but also anything from YouTube, just absolutely anything. And attention spans are very different now. Um, you know, kids will just watch other people play with toys or other people play games instead of actually watching in a full length, a full length series of this. So I'm just, I really am curious of how many kids will actually get into this and how much of it is. No, the the adult is watching it and making their children watch this instead. Well, yeah, because like, hey, it is with me because the... I I watched this as a kid and this is my TV time. It'll be our TV time now because you know? it is the original actors. You know, I think you have a point there that it is more for you because, like, kids tend to like to watch uh, other young people, young adults, or people who are supposed to be in high school or other kids. So it makes sense that that uh, maybe this is since it doesn't have those kind of people, it has people that we remember that maybe it's. It is more for us, which is sort of. I I kind of want I kind of wanted to have the the most dark, twisted future of this being run by the people who make CW shows, just to see how how bad and like cringy you can make it. Like uh, like the guys who do like uh was it um uh the Archie comics one um or any of like you know Riverdale or any. Yeah, Riverdale. There you go. Riverdale. Yeah. Have them make the Power Rangers, but I've with heard, like yeah, forty I've heard some year old crazy stuff about Riverdale. So yeah, that would be that would almost be that would almost be more fun. Just the crazy yeah. ass shit that would be going on, or or any or any of the superhero shows. You got like the Arrow or the Flash. I mean, honestly, like, the Power got, Rangers could probably show up in Riverdale, and it wouldn't be that weird. <laughs> uh, I feel like they can probably fit in most of the CW lineup, and it'd be so like okay. Um, kind of right yeah it's, it's it fits in there but yeah no that's anyways uh, i'm 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 very curious about this because of like i said i'm just it had a good trailer i'm usually not one to watch trailers but it was just long enough it didn't overly stay its welcome uh it didn't give me the whole plot line to season one or nothing oh, like okay. that it's a good trailer. and yeah so i'm i'm just uh 
I, I have I like I said I I'm a sucker for some of the old uh Sentai you know hero stuff and yeah we'll I'll most definitely come back to it and talk to you about this when I do end up watching it. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's out. That's it for news. Um, and you've been uh playing a little bit of Hogwarts, but you like you don't really want to go too deep into it. So what will you tell us about? Yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm going to talk about it again next time, whenever I'm done with it. Um come hell or high water. So I'm right at 20 hours into the game. Um, and uh, it's a good game. You know, what you've heard is, is true. Um, it is quite a bit of a collectathon, But I will say the good thing about the collectathon parts, you don't have to do very much, if any of it. It's all like, hey, do you want better gear faster? You know, then you collect these things. And also, like, you can kind of you can kind of just not pursue any of it intentionally and just do the main story. As far as I can tell, you can do most of the main story. And as you're running from point to point trying to do the main story, you will actually run by a lot of stuff that you can collect. So if you know the right buttons to press which the game teaches you, but if you know the right things to look for and buttons to press and you're willing to like take, you know, two steps out of your way to, you know, we'll check over here or check over there. Um, you can actually collect a lot of the stuff that the game has there. That being said, like the game's environment is really great. Like the, like Hogwarts castle, I think I said this last time is really beautifully rendered and, um, feels like you're really there in that world that Hogwarts, like that whole valley of stuff, you know, has, you know, Hogsmeade and Upper Hogsfield and, you know, all these little towns and stuff like that for you to go through. Um, there's lots of stuff to collect and lots of things to see and the collecting kind of, you know, guides you through that world or gives you a reason to go see a lot of that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's not so bad, but if you are someone that is annoyed by collecting collectathon stuff, even being kind of waved in front of you, because it is sort of annoying to, to have it in front of you and to have to ignore it constantly. Um, if you are that kind of person, then yeah, you might not really like this game all that much, but, um, yeah, so that and I, you know, I finally got a broom, um, and I've been riding around on that. The broom stuff is pretty. I mean, you know, it's it's flying and sort of racing style, flying through rings and stuff like that, and time trials. So it's really not, it's not really, I don't know, very comp complex or complicated. But the broom, like flying on the broom itself, does feel pretty cool. It's like there's something here that they could do something pretty great with because it, it is, it is complex. I mean, you're, you know, I mean, you know a lot more about flying than I do, but like, you know, you are having to control like up and down your speed forward and back and you're kind of able to move the camera around and turn separately from that. So it's hard. It's easy to get kind of confused that way. There's been a lot of times where, I will turn the camera one way and then basically be looking at myself from the side or kind of the back and side. And it makes it hard for me to like judge how to fly through this ring 
or catch this speed bubble or whatever. Um, but uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they if they add anything um, as far as like uh, Quidditch or anything better um, on that front because it's 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 a uh, I think there's promise there. But yeah, I'm, I'm going through the story. It feels like a it feels like a like a Harry Potter you know Hogwarts type story. So far, there's, you know, I kind of think I know who the bad guy is, which I guess I should by now, but I think they're trying to sort of keep it secret, but they're not doing a very good job of it. So I think I know who the bad guy is, and um, yeah, I'm going to start to mainline the story, and I think I'm going to top out about 35 or 40 hours on this game, and then put it away at least for a while, but um, it is it is good. I do I do like it. So with all the collecting, do they actually give you substantial rewards or is it just like, you know, a badge or like, you know, you get better gear from collecting stuff, but you also get better gear from poking around the world a lot. And there is a lot of, uh, problems, not a lot of problems. There's a few annoyances with the gear, um, that, are more prevalent, at least in the early game. Now that I'm in like mid game, it's not so bad, but like early game, you only have so much inventory space and you collect a lot of gear. So you have to either sell it or destroy it. So if you're the dungeons aren't that deep or big or anything like that, but if you're in a dungeon and you and your, and your gear gets full, then you have to leave it or you have to destroy something that you could make money off of. And so you're like, and so I have had to do that a couple times. So it just makes it so you have to go back. You have to make sure you just purposefully sell all of your gear. There's not a way to organize the gear and sell it in mass. So you're kind of doing that often and it's pretty irritating. You can expand your inventory slots, but you have to do certain puzzles to do that. And you don't always have the right magic um spells learned in order to do that so that's been the most annoying part of the game so far is everything to do with the equipment because but 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 then again like you're fine you're also finding new equipment that's better than your old equipment all the time and so it's kind of like yeah you throw this away yeah, you throw that away but you're having to sell it every every chance every every time you go back into town or come out of a dungeon you've got to just clean out all your gear so you're going sell this like click sell click sell click sell oh okay and then and then you're done and you go out back into the world and then you can collect more gear that is definitely the most annoying part of the game so far all right uh yeah anyway. uh, well you know we'll come back to it and i mean you know speaking about the um the annoyances of collecting gear um i played a little bit you know for probably i'm done playing now for for the better part of a while um dying light 2 Okay. So I was playing that for a bit and I got into a like I finally got into the the latter I don't know uh I got like one third like a quarter or a third through the game where they open up the rest of the game to you. Uh you know, you have the map up in the corner, and next thing you know, uh towards the like you finally get to have instead of like the three or four bureau the burrows you're into, also next thing you like you got the rest of the map. That's awesome. Uh and I felt like it was just more of the same, but the the story beats to getting to that point was kind of fun because 
it was one of those okay uh everything's hitting you quick and fast here's the new chapter you just have to run do this and then it's just like it was a nice flow of a couple main story events the next thing i know it was like i don't know two in the morning and i had to go to work uh and you know in a few hours and i was like oh wow that that kind of sucked but it was really fun playing uh, but that game gives you so many weapons that drop and you're constantly just turning around selling those for, you know, and I never have to worry about money in that game. Uh, so it was just like, that is like, know, the, that is like the best slash worst thing about like a really good game is when it just makes time just melt. You're just like, you're like, you're like, okay, I'm going to play for a little while. And then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been like four hours. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was, it was it was a little slow to start. And it was just like that. It just had a right domino effect of a couple missions, one after the other. And I'm like, you know what? Like, all I have to do is run from this point to that point. Just make it right there. And that's, I'll, I'll complete this. And then the next bit, I'm like, you know what? That's only a little bit further to do something else. And yeah, I got to, you know, got to the, the main landmass area. And then they gave me uh, a parachute. And so I can glide around from the rooftops. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. Um, and you know, I made it a little further in, and then I'm like, this, all right, it's kind of just feeling a little bit more sane, but now there's just more of it. And but the story is, the story is kind of what like was fueling me, and I just don't have the time to play that game right now yeah. because of the open worldness of it all. Um, but on the on the flip side, uh, I finally I was able to check off in the library. Um, the Modern Warfare 2 from 2022, the uh, the remake, uh, not the remastered because there is actually uh, Call of Duty, you know, uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 remastered uh, that came out a few years before that. So, but, you know, the 2022 remake uh, is actually pretty fun. Uh, I played the 2019 uh, Modern Warfare remake as well. And so, yeah, it's just a continuation of that story. Um, very different from the original source material uh, on the second time, the second game here. Uh, you know, you have the same main characters, uh, and then they, for the most part, a lot of this stuff is just fresh new content. So, like, especially uh, slight spoilers, I guess, for the original Modern Warfare Two. Like the end of that game ends with. Uh, you know, you being betrayed and you're like, oh, the big bad guy was secretly someone you knew the entire time. And they just straight up kill Ghost, like the guy with the mask. Like he was but he was nowhere near as a mascot of a character. He's just like, yeah, he's a cool dude that's on your team. You know, he's cool because he's quiet and he's just a murder machine. And yeah, they just fucking dome him right there. You're like, oh, snap. He just died. <laughs> like you have your slow slow motion ending fight scene. And you know you win, and then the game credits roll, and that's it. Um, this is very different from that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you're expecting some of the major story beats. Uh, the 2019 Modern Warfare tried copying; they did some of the same exact missions, like uh, "All Gillied Up." You know, is one of the more famous uh, missions, uh, and they did follow a lot of the same beats, but they switched. Uh, they switched up enough. Uh, but this one is very, very different to the point where, like, you're expecting. Um, the infamous uh no russian uh mission where you're mm. walking through the airport uh that does not pop in at all until the only thing is they they have a a credit scene so after credits roll you know uh you get a little cut scene and all it is is um some people ordering food on the airplane and secretly that it's code and he's like he's disassembling all his equipment on him like taking off a necklace and 
taking out like his belt and like having all these hidden uh, items to form a pistol. And then uh, under his dinner tray, like topper, because, you know, he's on an airplane flying coach and somehow they give him a salad because he orders a salad and it's in a metal dome. And it's like underneath the metal dome, it happens to be bullets like the magazine for like, I'm like, I, I have not seen a metal serving tray like at a hotel on an airplane but we'll go with that sure <laughs> and so yeah and then uh, there's a text message just letting people know uh you know like hey are you ready like yeah we're ready and then it's like okay and then they'll it just saying no russian and then he drops it in a thing of soda so the soda will short circuit his phone and then it just ends right there so they allude to uh you know, to a terrorist act, but instead of being in an airport, uh, they're making it on an airplane. So they'll probably continue it with, uh, if they make a third one and they'll probably just have it set up. So it's either the plane goes down or the plane's kidnapped or plane goes into something. So we'll see. Modern Um, warfare remake, modern warfare Two, the remake Two. Uh, they had a modern warfare three, you know, Uh, but I mean like Uh, if it's going to be between, between, Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3. Is it going to... I don't know. They've remade 1 and 2, and then they'll remake 3. But this Uh, mission you're talking about, this hypothetical mission, is not part of Modern Warfare 3, is it? No, it was originally Modern Warfare 2. Uh, But it's going to be a different mission on a new game, so it's going to have to be... I just assume they're just going to allude to it, saying this this is what happened. (laughs) We're just going to fill you in on it, because you know that's the thing is, during the time of the original games they were really trying to push the envelope of what can you handle. Um, one of the missions in the game, if I remember correctly, of the original Modern Warfare 2, uh, you don't really understand what too much of what's going on. You're just playing as a, a, a some new character as you're rolling around through, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's Iran or something like that, but you're, you're just, you're being driven around. And next thing you know, like, your you literally your character literally gets executed firing squad style and that was like the whole mission is just like you seeing this this trouble so in the you know what's whatever going on for this you know power struggle and then you get to see yourself you know like uh lined up and they're like yeah we're pushing the envelope and then they do the no russian bit where you know next thing you know you're walking through an airport and everyone's you know you know you're shooting it like you have the option to shoot at civilians so that was like really edgy for the time yeah um and then they they continue to do stuff for the next couple of games um i don't remember if it was two or three uh modern warfare two or three that had a nuke go off uh that and you get to play the troops trying to stop the nuke but it, and then it detonates and you see the smoke cloud come towards you so they were really always trying to do something i think one of the latter ones they're like um you may or may not have to shoot at a child like a child or uh, you see a child get shot or something like that and so i think by that time i've already checked out of the series Mm. uh but i do like these games for the stupid uh action you know sequences they are they're a michael bay film that you get to play and it's short little bits so you don't necessarily have to play in long continuous bit you know things you know there's not a lot of there's not really collecting it's just you know turn your brain off you know enjoy the ride and have at it uh, so I, you know, the, the graphics on this thing are amazing. Uh, they, that's one thing they always have is like during their actual cutscenes, you get some real photorealistic, th- you know, character models and just scenery. Uh, the levels themselves are also phenomenal. Uh, 
their Amsterdam level has been get, has gotten praise since the moment it came out, and rightfully so. It looks just beautiful, uh, and you know the gunplay is always spot on. I feel that they did enough new. They try to spice some stuff up for the levels from here and there, like uh, you can control one of you know you kind of act as an Overwatch for one of the other characters. So you're you're controlling cameras. And you're trying to give them clearance. You're like, hey, you can take down these guys. You can move to the next vehicle or next you know, point. So you're you're giving them commands. And that, that, that kind of sequence is fun. Um, they did enough, you know, interesting set pieces. Um, you know, your character falls out of a helicopter during a firefight, but he's tethered. So he's dangling upside down while you're trying to do a uh, you're on uh, you're during you're trying to infiltrate a convoy. And so you're with like the resistance. And you're firing at vehicles and people while hanging upside down. Uh, it's like it's a little bit of a trippy, fun, you know, sequence. But then you have uh, some other ones that are just obnoxiously like overcomplicated. You know, during a different con, you know, kind of a similar convoy scene later on, you have to jump from vehicle to vehicle, or and they make it the most difficult, uh, you know, possible. Like you know, a normal game would you know have you drive up and then so long as you're close enough you can like automatically like jump magnet over. jump to their door or jump to the roof and then you'll you have a more forgiving um you know jump this is nothing like that this is this i had died so many times climbing to the roof of my vehicle trying to jump being just a little too far away and then hitting the ground and having to reload luckily these load times are nothing so it, that if it was like the olden days i would probably would have rage quit yeah that's probably uh, why they did I it, died though. way too many times in that sequence just to jump from one vehicle to another, uh, and it was it was needlessly stupid. Um, or later on, there was there's throughout the game there's uh, some lighting issues, which I was actually really surprised with a game like this would have like these kind of weird bugs, where through the walls you can actually see like the spotlights from you know just whether it be a security light. Or flashlights from you know the enemy weapons, or if they're holding, uh, they have a laser a dot sight. You can actually kind of see it shimmering through the wall, mm. like a solid wall. And so it's just like, oh, that's really messed up. And uh, then there was like a scene later on where you're playing as Gaz, um, and he he he's wearing a mask. And so I'm like, in the opening scene, you kind of you're going down into the sewers or, or tunnels. And you kind of have a lens flare. You're like, oh, wow, okay. Lens flare and your scene starts, you know, from the cutscene to the actual motion. All right. And as you walk forward, you expect that lens flare to disappear. Next thing you know, this isn't disappearing at all. No matter where I look, I have literally three-fourths of my screen from the upper right corner to the bottom left just completely blared out by the light. Like, what the heck is going on? Reload the scene. Still the same thing uh quit the mission quit you know close the console fire back up still the same aim down my sights gone let put my put my pistol away lens flare still back there what the heck and that it's not the longest of sequences but it's long enough for it to be super annoying Mm. Uh, it really is uh so you know it was just like how did that pass like a q a bit i have no idea well i mean it may not it may not occur every time it might have been. It um, occurred every time for me, and I made it to the end of that level, and I, I went to reload from last checkpoint. I accidentally re- hit reload from the mission, and I had to start the whole mission again. <laughs> like, dang it, I was so upset, uh, and I'm like, okay, and that that same issue still popped up, 
I think what it is is I think it's just they had some sort of massive bug or error with their lighting system. And for some reason, especially with that character model wearing like a baklava, like the the, the ski mask, they, um, yeah, I I don't know. There's the, the way that character set up or the way there the lighting is in that tunnel. Uh, it just completely blew out the scene. And well, the fact that like, has been, the fact that it hasn't been patched yet, and it came out last year. Yeah, it may be. It may not going to be patched for a while. Oh, if at I don't. All. I just think that, I think they've just given up on it because, yeah, you know, it's it's like it's probably just that one that one particular level as far as the, as bad as that lighting gets because like you know you you make it to the surface and it, you don't have that problem with him but in the tunnels you do, and yeah, but like they said that those lighting issues through the walls it made it to like the final mission and uh, you're supposed to be hiding from the enemies and you can kind of kind of cheat because you're like okay they are on the other side as well they're hunting you down like oh at least i can see where their lights are because you know it's just like that's breaks the immersion for you i mean but some of their scenes are just a little too slow i mean all in all i think it's it was a good game it was fun but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the previous the 2019 um modern warfare remake it doesn't have you know that one at least had more highs and had was telling more of a fuller story this one was more a little more of a shallow bit. Um, and I just felt like, you know, it still had a lot of fun scenes and had, had a good spectacle, but it just wasn't hitting all the high notes the previous one was. Yeah, it just so, wasn't all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I had played that to completion, but then again, they're shorter games and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I was I was glad to get rid of it off my, uh, my hard drive because that was like 100 gigs. And that was just the campaign. They're big like, games. The yeah. base game and campaign. Like I did not download the uh, any of the multiplayer stuff, let alone the uh, Warzone or nothing like that. So I was like, "Geez, um, dang, <laughs> that's a big game. Hundred something gigs, crazy." Yep. Sounds All good right. though. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to talk about the uh, the Last of Us, didn't you? Yeah. So going into kind of what we've been watching. Finished up The Last of Us TV show. Uh, very good. Uh, very good show overall. Makes me want to play the game. Um, I have The Last of Us remastered on PS4. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to get the chance to play it. Uh, there's some other stuff. But but uh, I, I kind of I want to try to play it and then The Last of Us 2 before the next season comes out. Probably in about a year. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. But uh, the show was good. Um, liked all the actors and the acting. Uh, there's a few things I, I could nitpick about it, but for the most part, it uh, it was pretty satisfying. Um, I think that it's probably easily the best video game adaptation into a TV show or movie ever. I mean, that's not saying a lot, um, but. I think that you could easily make that argument. Um, I think we've said that before, though, so that's nothing new. But uh, it's good from what I hear. It ends the same way the game ends um, and goes pretty much the same way the game goes. So, yeah, um, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I would say uh, instead of playing the PS4 remastered, just uh, play the the part one for the PS5 that was came out again. Yeah. the The engine and the the overall fidelity i mean it really is nice plus you got that new tv uh you might as well take full advantage of it i have a ps5 i have a new tv you're right i should 
I should probably go ahead and just uh, take full advantage, you're right, and t- and um, and play and play that one. But it is it does cost like seventy dollars. Um, I could get it used, maybe. Um, it wouldn't be so bad. Or do my route. I mean, by now, no one's really checking it out from the library, dude. That's true. Maybe I could find it at the library. Um, but you know, I am trying to build my library, my own library of games. So I like having a, a game, you know, extra game here and there. Um, there's a couple other things that I am trying to get to. So it is, it is, um, it is a bit on the back burner. Um, actually kind of talking about that. I am toying with the idea of jumping into Bloodborne, uh, because I always wanted to play Bloodborne, totally missed it. I do have a copy now. Um, and so I wanted to at least play that at some point. Um, and it's uh, only going to get, it's only going to look worse, you know, every year. So, um, I thought I might try to play that, but we'll see. That's that's a little ways off. Uh, just kind of what my hope is. But yeah, anyway, Lost of Us TV show, quite good. As I was gonna say, Bloodborne's no Elden Ring. I'll give it that. Uh, it's a very different beast. Yeah. Uh, I've I tried my hand at Bloodborne. Saw what saw what made it good and why people liked it, and also said I don't have the time to get good, yeah. and so I bounced out. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Um, I have heard some different things though, that like you know Dark Souls and all that stuff wants you to be really defensive, but Bloodborne is like the opposite. It like the correct way to play that is really aggressive. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that might be kind of more. That kind of might be more fun. So. We'll see. Um, not going to start it for a while if I do, uh, but uh, that is kind of that's going to be before Last of Us. I think I, I really think I need to get to Bloodborne before it gets too far away. I mean, it, that game is already freaking almost eight years old, ten years old. Oh, then I don't. So how much more far away can it get? I mean, it can get older. <laughs> it can get older. You're you're easier. It's better off at this rate just waiting for the new From Software game to come out. Which is I know, but I wanted to, but like I want to have played (laughs) Bloodborne. I want to actually have played it, but but uh, I mean, yeah, it is kind of silly at this point. Anyway, that's just the way my messed up brain works. So, yeah, um, enough of that. Last of Us TV show is good, Um, but I also watched another thing. there was a little movie came out last year called everything everywhere all at once. And when it was in the theaters, it looked good. It looked kind of cool. Um, I was like, ah, but I didn't make a point to go see it later on. Heard from people that I trust more or less that it was good. That it was very good. And I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, then it won best picture and I was like, okay, um, I'll give this, I'll give this a try. Let's see what's really going on here. Cause I was like, you know, it's kind of, I thought it looked good. People said it was good. And then, then like the Oscar said it was good. So I was like, all right, there's definitely something about this movie that maybe is. It, it, it won best picture. It won best female lead and supporting. It won, be, uh, best it won supporting like seven male. Oscars, didn't it? Yeah. It's, it, I felt like that was the one where they just had to give everything to everyone. Um, so, yeah. you know, a movie comes along like that every once in a while. Um, I was pretty disillusioned with the Oscars when I watched um, The Shape of Water um, and then looked it up. And I was like, wait, this movie won the this movie won the Oscar for Best Picture. I was like, wow, the world is 
it's all politics, man. It is. Uh, it, it, it is. And, and I know that. And that's why like that alone doesn't sway me. Um, but, uh, but since the other two factors, uh, were, were present and then I saw that it won so many Oscars, I was like, okay. And, and you know, I already wanted to see it, but I just wasn't, you know, making my, I wasn't like making it, uh, top priority. Once I saw that, I was like, okay, let's, let's try to get this watched. Um, so I, I watched it uh, on Amazon Prime or via Amazon Prime, but through Showtime. So I need to cancel that that free trial. Um, but uh, I watched it and it was really, really good. I was actually uh, very impressed. It is a really good kung fu movie to kind of uh, oversimplify it. It is a very well filmed movie. It is a movie that needs to be a movie. Um, I think more than any other medium, it is colorful and beautiful. The story is excellent. It is hilarious in a lot of places. Um, it even has some really weird jokes that I was like, are they, that's gotta be a joke, right? And it's like kind of confirmed a few times later where like, okay, but now I know that what they were doing earlier is a joke because of what they're doing now. Um, it, it was really good. I was um, I was blown away by how much I, I actually liked it. I was like, okay, I'll probably like this. I'll probably even like this, you know, a pretty good amount. But when I actually saw it, uh, I, you know, probably about 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, yeah, this is something special. I don't know how much I can trust you, though, because you were also expecting Batman to be like, you know, to like win best uh, supporting actor or something like that because of uh, the penguin. Yeah. You, you were, you were really oh, yeah. high on that. That was weird. I had no idea that was uh, who was, who was behind the, the prosthetics for that. That was wild. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've heard uh, like I, to be honest, when I first saw a trailer, I barely saw any trailers for, um, Everything everywhere, and I was just like, okay, Michelle Yeoh's in it. That's cool. Uh, I really like her. She's from a very lot of good stuff. in it. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, just what little trailers I saw. I'm like, my brain went to, oh, this must be like a Netflix original or something like that, because that was just like, it just felt like it's off the wall the... that way. I mean, yeah, even, actually, even more than than anything on Netflix that I can think of right now. Well, that and the fact that, I mean, they funded like the Crouching Tiger 2 movie and stuff like that. So it was just something I expected them to have just made. I'm like, all right. Um, but once again, I'm not really big into watching trailers. And so then when, I, like I said, I only knew about the, uh, heard about it after, you know, after the Oscars came out and, you know, you hear about Brendan Fraser winning Best Actor for a Whale. And I'm like, I didn't even know that he was in that movie or that movie existed. I just knew, you know, people were talking about how he gained weight. And I just assumed that they were just talking about how he gained a little bit of weight from when he came back into the, you know, the scene, the film you know, industry. Uh, and then I saw photos. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. This is what they meant by that because, you know, but also I feel I'm not trying to say he doesn't deserve it, but also I feel that at this point, since he's come back into the industry after his, you know, being like blacklisted for so long of, you know, yeah. Um, I felt like they were kind of giving it to him. Like it just sounded like that. I should say. Uh, but he probably did deserve yeah. the act. You know. Well, I mean, he's everyone. 
he's a great he's for all accounts he's supposed to be a great guy and everyone seems to really like him so i'm like yeah and it, it sucks that he had he was forced out of the industry because uh you know essentially of harassment and such oh, okay so, i didn't i i just noticed that he was like gone after the mummy and a kind of like the journey to the center of the earth or something like that journey to the center of the earth i think was his last major one and then i remember he was he had a cameo in the gi joe movie um it oh, was he literally yeah. had just the smallest of cameo he rolls in on a one of those um can-am you know trikes uh and he just he has a couple lines he's not even accredited and i'm like was that his tax write-off he just like i want this new toy and if i'm in this film writing it i get to tax write it off and you know like but honestly after that he just disappeared uh but apparently yeah, I, he, I he suffered harassment and stuff like that i, I didn't um, know that i didn't know the backstory of that um but yeah he's he, he made it back and people were talking about how great his performance was and all that stuff so yeah i mean a lot of that stuff you're right is is politics and it is a bit um that there's like right you know place right time it's your turn it's the the oscar is in a lot of ways uh, a bit of a lifetime achievement award um they're going to give it to you if you keep kind of being in big movies and doing stuff for a long time you're gonna you're gonna get it eventually um but yeah yeah uh so anyways uh i'm glad that you liked it uh one of my coworkers right up his alley and he's just like i tried watching it three times i'm like i couldn't make i couldn't finish it and i'm like oh that sounds like that's a bummer uh what is up like, his alley about it did they uh think? he likes he likes anything well uh the as far as uh the i guess uh, the polite way to put it is the sci-fi-ness of it or the you know like the not main story arc you know like because it's he likes anything non-conventional like that. Uh, he likes the the type of action uh, that it provides. Uh, but he's just like, yeah, just something about it was just missing with him. And I'm like, oh, that's that's odd because a lot of his movies that he likes, I'm generally pretty okay with. And so for him not to like him, like, I'm more curious about this now. Actually, I didn't care about it even after the Oscars. But the fact that he tried to watch it, it seemed like he should have liked it. He didn't, and I'm like, you know what? All right, I I kind of need to try this now because. I want to know what about it you didn't like because it seems to be like doing gangbusters as far as uh fan you know the crowd audience. I mean, like, but you like anything, so that's why I can't really say anything. Like, if you really don't like something, that means it must be hot trash. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just don't finish things that I don't like. Um, uh, the, the movie is two hours and twenty minutes, I think. Um, so it, it is rather long. Um, so, you know, compared to like a standard, you know, 90, hundred minute movie, whatever. Um, I feel like, I feel like 90 and hundred minutes isn't standard anymore though. It's I more feel like, like two hours. Uh, it's, it's always been two I, hours. I feel like, I feel like two hours is the, the new, the new, like 90 minutes. Like, yeah, you know, you might, I think you might have most good movies are two hours. Most movies that you'd be like, that was effort was put behind that and they expect it to do well. That movie's going to be about two hours, but I think there's a lot of movies that you just ignore and don't see uh, that are in that, you know, between 90 minutes and two hour range. Um, but, but anyway, like this movie is, is a little long. It's two hours, 20 minutes. Um, there are things about it that I won't tell you about, but I could kind of guess as to why he might not like it or, or like uh, identify with it. Um, 
it is a movie that, so when you watch this movie, you need to kind of think of it like a film. It is a film more than a movie. Um, it is not really made to be like popcorn and soda. You can, you know, you can like watch it that way, but there's a bit more going on uh, in your brain. I think when you watch it, you can't really watch it like a Marvel movie. Um, I would say so. Yeah. You turn, I would say turn your art brain on just a little bit. Uh, if you're going to try to enjoy it, that's, that's the direction that you should probably go. Cause otherwise you might get a little bit bored in the, in the beginning and maybe a little bit at the end, but anyway. All right. Well, uh, I'll try to give it a shot. Thanks to your recommendation. But like I said, I, I just, I'm really curious what people, you know, what the heck's all about. Because when I said, when I just saw it, I didn't even think anything special about it. I'm like, okay. Uh, I didn't know what the story was. I just saw a couple quick clips and I'm like, okay, it looks like uh, martial arts, maybe zombies. Couldn't quite even make it out. Seems like a Netflix movie. <laughs> and that was literally how I brushed it off. Uh, so, and I'm like, oh, wow. Apparently I was very wrong with that. And now I need to, you know, see what it's all about. But for sure. Okay, man. Uh, that's going to be it for, uh, you know, this is episode 40 of um, another Dead Pixel. And yeah, if you made it to the end, well, thanks. Uh, that's surprising. <laughs> that is surprising. <laughs> um, uh, we've, uh, yeah, we'll be back in uh, two weeks to continue this show again. And uh, if, until then, if you get bored, check us out at... Um, Another damn anime podcast where uh, Nick hosts uh, talks about a bunch of uh, the current anime we've been watching, and we also have uh, our near podcast that we do uh, every Saturday night. We try to record, so get that out on Sundays, and uh, we've been pretty consistent about that, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, when they've been uh, consistent, so. we've been consistent. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. All right. Uh, well, anything else you want to say to the audience? Um, top of the morning to you. <laughs> like I said, man, someone out there is super offended by you saying that. Oh, my shillelagh. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thanks again. And until next time, take it easy. Bye.